It is February, the month of relationships. And in today's episode, we're gonna dive into another set of significant relationships, which is with your children. I have Dr. Charlie Jordan, who was the former bassist for Prophet Kim Clement on the show. He reached out because it has been so heavy on his heart in a great way that children are going to be at the forefront of this real, at this final outpouring of God's spirit in the earth. And I have heard many prophets talk about this. And so he really just wanted to release that. We wanted to share some practical ideas, how you as their parent can come alongside of them to nurture what God is doing in your child's heart, in their generation. And we can pay attention and not miss those little tiny clues and signs that the Lord deposits along the way. Also, uh, his life hack at the end is kind of woven into the episode, so I don't have it segmented. So make sure you listen to the end so you get it. It's a really great way to be praying over your children, praying over your family into the destiny that God has for them. Also, don't miss next week being the month of relationships. I have a romance coach, a Christian romance coach who's coming on to talk with us about the importance of romance in marriages and how God pulled him into that place of coaching. It is awesome. And you might want to end up connecting with him for the sake of your husband or your marriage. So you're going to love this episode. Let's jump in. You're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenna Lee Samuel. On this show, I bring the simplicity of hearing God's voice into everyday life in a no-nonsense, authentic, and super practical way. With coffee in hand and real life in our faces, let's do this. Whether spring is upon us, New Year's is around the corner, or fall is on the horizon, we always have a reason to be digging through our closet and updating what we have to wear. But for a lot of people, it just feels a little rude going in the closet and looking at clothes that you just don't know what to do with. Many of the women I've worked with don't know how to choose clothes that will flatter their body or capture their style. And so she finds herself defaulting to jeans and a t-shirt or better yet, hmm, yoga pants. Listen, if that's you, your frustration is valid but I have a solution for you. You guys know I love fashion and it's because I've worked with over 9,000 women and have seen them come out of their shells and make sense of their clothes and feel not only amazing, but like they found themselves. Learning the basic skills to help their outsides match their inside awesomeness is something that changes your life. If you want help in this area, go visit jsamuelstyling.com, that's J samuelstyling.com and click the link to check out my less than two hours workshop where I drill down to the most essential information that you need to have a total style transformation in bite-sized pieces. You'll be surprised how some simple keys can unlock so much revelation and confidence in your closet. So go again to jsamuelstyling.com, tap the link that says check out my workshop and grab the workshop for less than the cost of a new pair of jeans and experience your own style upgrade while you ditch all the closet overwhelm. Let me help you find the style you'll absolutely love. 
Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me today at Java with Jen. I'm excited for today's episode with Dr. Charlie Jordan, who is a friend of this podcast. He's been on here quite a few times, and he always has so many beautiful, powerful, profound things to say. He's very prophetic in nature. And so today we're going to dive into the things the Lord's been stirring up in his heart of praying his kids into their destiny, praying for the children of this generation and seeing the things that the Lord is doing in this younger generation. And I believe this is a really important word because our culture is not shy about minimizing children to just a nuisance. And they miss the destiny and the the ministry that is there in, in our little children's pure hearts. Jesus loves the kids. And so Charlie, I'm excited for what you've got here this morning. So welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, man. I'm so excited to see you again. So. Yeah, you too. It's good to see you. So tell us a little bit about what you've been up to. Some of my listeners maybe didn't catch you on the previous episode. So why don't you go and introduce yourself real quick and then um, and then just kind of we'll dive into this topic. Well, uh, you know, like she said, I'm Dr. Charlie Jordan. I'm a, I'm a minister. I've been ministering for 30 years and for the last, well, for 25 plus years. Actually, that is 26 I was uh, Prophet Kim Clements, bass player, uh, music director, worship leader. I kind of covered a lot of things with that ministry. So I was with him for, for quite a while. The night that I gave my heart to Jesus, which was January 26, 1990, I never looked back. And God has really, really been good. And he's opening up doors. And, and so I'm just so excited for what God is doing now in this season. Uh, you have your own ministry now at this point, right? Where you do a lot of, you speak at places and you still minister musically, correct? Based on art ministry. I still have based on art productions, but that's mainly my, you know, that's for my music and, and, and stuff like that for media purposes. But as far as ministry, it's based on art ministries, all for short, BTL. BTL. Okay, that's bass as in a bass because he plays the bass. Bass guitar. <laughs> yeah. And so, yes, he's a phenomenal bassist. Um, so now I'll put all the links. In fact, you can send me any links that you want to make sure people can get a hold of, and I'll put that in the show notes. But they can find you on YouTube. You're on uh, Pandora, aren't you? In quite a few places. Yeah, well, as far as my music, yeah, I'm on every digital uh, outlet out there. Uh, YouTube, iTunes, uh, Apple Music. Amazon. Um, yeah. That's yeah, amazing. You can find my stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. And and now for those of you who don't know who Kim Clement is, A, I'm so sad you don't. So you need to go look him up. <laughs> um, but Kim Clement <laughs> is a prophet. He died in 2016 really an international level prophet, but he was called to America and prophesied over the nation, ministered to presidents and all this stuff. Such an, in fact, a lot of his prophecies you'll find on YouTube, they're saying, Hey, did Kim Clement prophesy about COVID? Did Kim Clement prophesy about having two presidents and what's happening with, uh, you know, in the white house right now and all these different things. And so we, Charlie and I addressed a lot of that in our previous episodes. Um, in fact, I'll put those in the show notes as well, in case you want to listen to those. But so Charlie has been in the trenches with deep high level prophetic for years. And Charlie himself carries quite a prophetic mantle as well. And so, um, that's kind of, that's the direction we're coming from. So we're driving into the deep stuff here. So, uh, (laughs) <laughs> so Charlie, share with us then what's been on your heart. You were mentioning earlier to me about the kids, that the kids have been on your heart. So let's just jump into that. Yes, uh, God placed, placed this upon my heart at the beginning of this year. 
to begin to intercede and to pray over the prophetic words that God spoke through my mentor, Prophet Kim Clement, and through me to pray over these words, to decree these words over this generation because he is about to come upon this generation in a mighty, mighty way. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I began to do. And so I've been doing it. Uh, I actually started a fast and I just ended the fast. You know, I was fasting and praying and man, uh, I'm just, I'm seeing things happening even within my own house with my grandkids, you know, uh, God, God is just really getting ready to come up on these children and we're going to see unusual, unprecedented miracles. Mm -hmm. We're going to see things that if your level of discernment is not up to par, in other words, if you got too much leaven, if you've been eating too much leaven, which is religion, if you've been saturating your ears and just been swimming in a lot of fat, which is religion, you need to get out of it. Because what, what God is going to do with these children to the religious, they're going to say it's not God, mm. but it will be God. Mm -hmm. Because what God is about to do is do some unusual miracles. Yeah. If, Paul, if Peter Shadow could pass someone, they could be raised up and be healed. God says, that's nothing compared to what I'm about to do wow. in this latter day reign. If Paul's handkerchief could be passed around and people were being healed, he said, that's nothing compared to what he is about to do with this generation, in this time, in this season, with this latter day reign that he promised. And so, you know, just get, get prepared because I know God is going to do some mighty wonderful things with these kids. Let me give let me give you one example. Sure, go this ahead. is just a scenario. See, I'm not I'm open to whatever God is going to do. Can you imagine a little toddler that just learned how to walk? And the only thing that that little toddler can do say is probably, you know, most likely papa or dad dad, you know, dad 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 dad. But can you see this little toddler all of a sudden in a room where a lot of sick people is and the Holy Ghost come up on this little toddler? And this little toddler starts speaking in the spirit. And all of a sudden, the spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, is all over this little toddler. And this little toddler is going around touching uh, people that are wheelchairs, touching people that are on, uh, 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 you know, on their deathbed. And all of a sudden, they're raising up. Wow. See, that's next level stuff. We're talking about a little toddler. Mm -hmm. You see, because there is a video of this little, this little girl. She didn't know, she's never heard the word Abba. Mm. This little girl was barely two years old. But in this video, I'm glad the mother captured it. In this video, this little baby, she was saying, Abba, 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 call me up. Abba, Abba, come. Abba is coming. This is a toddler that's saying, Abba, wow. Father. Yeah, wow. She didn't know that. That's, that's, that's the Hebrew for Father God, oh, Abba. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's already happening. Mm -hmm. It's already yeah. happening. So I know that God is getting ready to do this, guys. And I love so it. I love it. I saw a video last week, actually. I think it was um, from Elevation Worship. And it was one of their worship leaders and he was holding his, his infant who was like in NICU, who was all had like the hose on it. And it was teeny tiny little baby. And he was singing a worship mm -hmm. song over this little baby. And I mean, it's brand new. This baby does not know how to control his body at all. Well, as he's singing, 
there's a part in the song that he gets to and the baby lifts his hand and fully outstretches it palm extended and he's worshiping like it was so obvious and so the dad can't compose himself he just cries um it was so beautiful and and i've i feel like i've seen videos of children like prophesying and like leaning in to pray for people. In fact, my son, uh, our children's pastor asked the kids at church a couple of days ago. Um, he said, Hey guys, I want you all to close your eyes and ask God to show you something or ask God a question is what he said. And so my son, my youngest, um, I believe he's really prophetic, but we raise all our kids to be prophetic. Uh, and so he asked the Lord, what do you look like? And so he heard the Lord speak to him. I don't remember the pastors like Psalms 104 two or something. I don't, I don't remember the exact passage, mm -hmm. um, but they went and they looked it up and that passage said, God is clothed in light. And so it described what God looks like. He's clothed in light. And so Sam, right. the kids pastor was just astonished. He's like, what? <laughs> like, how come God's not talking to me like that? <laughs> and the Lord used it with Sam. And he was like, Sam, you don't ask the specific questions that they ask. You need to ask me specific questions. And uh, just amazing. Right. these kids are coming out with amazing things just in our children's ministry, speaking the things that God is showing them and the things God is speaking to them. And it's like, they just need to be empowered. Really, the spirit of God is there and he's working. And so yeah. when we can come alongside and help them have their voice. I think we'll be astonished. We're already being astonished, you know? So that's amazing. Yeah. That's and, amazing. and another thing that I feel, you know, I, I know, I, I don't really like talking about this because I just think, I know that it's, it's a ploy, it's a ploy from, from the enemy to keep us so divided, but there's so much rhetoric that's going on between certain big time ministers right now. There's this tug of war. I'm not gonna mention any names because I'm not just, I just don't wanna give the devil any kind of a player. Yeah. But uh, this is happening right now. And I know that God spoke to me and said, this is enough. He's had enough of this. Mm -hmm. And I believe that God is gonna start using these kids. Just like I said to you earlier, mm -hmm. that these kids are gonna show us how it's done. Yeah. Because God is gonna start moving up on these children. Because see these children, a, a kid, a, you know, a kid just wants to play. Mm -hmm. It's a child. A kid wants to have fun. A kid just love playing. Yeah. Okay. They get mad at each other, and then that, then they they squabble, and then for a second, and then the next second, they back playing with each other. Uh -huh. That whole little squabble thing is over with. Yeah. Childlike faith is what we used to preach so much. You know, childlike faith. That's what God needs. That's what he wants. And, and that's who he's going to use. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that what, what we're about to witness is that these kids, God is going to start moving upon this generation. Yeah. We're talking about, well, you know, like I said, you know, children all the way up to teenagers, 16, 17, 18, 19-year-old children, they're still considered kids, yeah. all right? But we're going to see a move of God that's going to come upon them. And I, I feel very strongly about it. And I'm already seeing um, we went to church. See, I love what God does. When God speaks to you, he likes to confirm what he's, you know, what he has mandated and what he has said. He will confirm it mm -hmm. so that you know it's him. It's happening in my own house. Yeah. I woke up one Sunday morning, a couple of Sunday mornings ago, and um and, I, and I, I, I told my daughter, because she's still here with her two kids, and I said, hey, get the boys ready. I want to go to church. 
And then so she said, well, Josiah was, uh, I had a, a, a date planned to play with one of his friends this morning. I said, well, you know, I said, let me, let me put it like this. I said, these kids, they breathe this atmosphere of the secular every day, you know, seven days a week. They are involved with the atmosphere of this world. That's what they're breathing. That's what they are intaking in. We have to get these kids in church so that they can breathe the atmosphere of light and life. Mm. Because it is there where life really begins yeah. in that atmosphere. So she said, yeah. So she got the boys ready. Mm. Went to church. Little Josiah decided not to go to children's church. He wanted to go into the service. And so we said it now. This Josiah, he's, uh, he's eight years old. Okay. He's eight years old. And now he's seven. I'm sorry, seven. He'll be eight this uh, this coming September. So he's seven years old, and worship worship starts, and they they get to this real beautiful worship song, and all of a sudden he begins to weep. And so his grandmother, my wife, she looked down at him. She said, "Honey, what's wrong?" And he said, "I don't know. I feel I feel something. It's like it's prickling me. It feels like heat, and and it's and it's but it, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt." And he just wept and he just wept. The Holy Ghost came upon him. There was a sign that I know, that I know, that I know what God mandated me to do. And this is going to happen. That little boy worshiped God in that service. And then after it was over, after the, the minister started preaching, he started saying, Papa, what time is it? Is, is it time to go? I said, almost, almost. He went back to being a kid. Yeah. He went back to being a kid. Wow. And, and, uh, but God came upon him. It was so beautiful. Wow. That's amazing. And, and I want to point out something very key is that you made it a priority to get him in church. We're pastors. So our kids are in church literally all the time. They live there, but it's important to me, even though we're at church a lot, my kids can get caught up in serving here and serving there and helping in the kids ministry and helping with the cafe and helping with this and helping with that. And, and we have very strict rules where like, you may not serve more than once or twice a month. You have to be in service and you have to be in worship and you need to be participating. And we don't allow them to be on their devices. This is a pet peeve for me. When parents let their kids sit in service, but they let them sit on an electronic device the whole time, because what they're training yeah. their brain to do is to tune out and be desensitized to the presence of God. You are not right. serving your child's future in the Lord if they are sitting on a device in church. You are not. <laughs> and I'm right. like, and I try to be respectful of people, but I'm so passionate about this because I'm like, the reason I go to church and the reason it's important to me is because I grew up and my mom was like, unless we're sick or dying, you're going to church. You know, I mean, we would walk to church when the car was broken in the Arizona heat, you know, I mean, like we were getting okay. to church. And, um, and, and I feel like that determination to get in the house of the Lord has been very lost. And so it's huge that you got your grandson into that service where the presence of God could touch him. Because though he went back to being a kid a few minutes later, he will remember that. And that shapes oh, he, his, his relationship with the Lord. Yeah. He hasn't forgotten. And, and, and we made them, I'm glad you mentioned that about the devices because we made them leave their devices at home. Yeah. Can't take that to church. Yeah. yeah. Can't take it to church. So, so, uh, uh, so he was sitting there and he wanted to go into service and he did. And the power of, the power of God came up on it. Yeah. 
And he felt the heat. He said, it, it, he told us later, he felt like his body was, like it was, the way he explained it, it was like something was, was pinging him, sticking him, uh-huh. and it felt hot, but it didn't hurt. Wow. It, it, it's just, it, and man, it's just so precious, man, because it was so soothing to him. And that's just the power of God, man. That's just the presence of God came upon him. He couldn't do nothing else but weep. Yeah. It was beautiful. It, it touched me and my wife in a huge way. And that's so important. I feel like getting them accustomed to what it feels like to be in the presence of God, because there will be times and situations where they don't have an explanation for how to handle a situation or people to be around or not be around, or like they won't be able to assess this is ungodly, but they can feel this doesn't feel like when I was in church, this doesn't feel, this feels like a different atmosphere. Like there'll be times with my son, we'll go places and he'll be like, mom, I didn't like the atmosphere there. It felt unsafe. And, and they can feel that stuff. And, and that discernment is important, but just like we need a baseline for, you know, counterfeit money, they work off of a baseline or anything in life. We kind of build off of a baseline, getting them in church gives them the presence of God as a baseline to discern other environments against and that that helps create a compass so for them true. okay yeah. so so tell me because i know i have a lot of moms that listen here and uh and i've had a lot of moms ask me like how do you pray for your kids how do you teach them to follow god so how do you you mentioned when we were chatting that you've been praying into the kids destinies and their future in the lord how specifically, like, let's get real practical. What does that look like? What are some of the things maybe God has shown you about what to pray into? Or um, are there specific scriptures you pray over them? Or how do you go about that? Uh, I, I don't want to sound cliche, but first and foremost, I just go to God and just begin to worship and pray. Mm-hmm. And then so, uh, and, 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 and to present the, you know, the cares of the desires of your heart. He already knows, them, of course, he already knows that. And then you know, what I do, I just, as I pray, I, I pray that my whole house is covered and 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 he's, he, he just doesn't visit my home. He inhabits my home. Mm-hmm. And so I've created a place to where he freely dwells. And so uh, I, uh, I talk to my kids all the time about God, about Christ, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't know, it's just, I, I guess the best way for me to say it is just really be led by the spirit, mm-hmm. but really truly seek God. And, and then he will show you, he will show you uh, how to deal with your kids. First and foremost, you know your children, you know your children. So you know what they like, you know what they don't like, mm-hmm. you know what buttons to push and what buttons not to push. And so uh, just be guided by what you know, you know, uh, about your kids. Yeah. And then allow God to move through you and speak, you know, speak to you and through you. Mm-hmm. And man, it's very simple. Just surrender, just surrender them up to the Lord. You know, I, I don't use particular scriptures uh, because what I found with, with, uh, with, with children that are, you know, you know, seven, eight years old, that they don't understand scripture as much. Okay. Unless the Holy Ghost is really breathing upon them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh so I don't I don't really speak a lot of scriptures, you know, go to them and say, well, this scripture is this, this scripture is that not, you know, that's I'm not saying that, you know, if you do that, that's fine. I just know my kids, they like to see things. They they 
they want it to happen. Let me give you an example. Uh, you know, you know, like I said, I've created an atmosphere. They know who Papa is. They know who Mimi is. They know what we do, and uh, and 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 they they love it. You know, I'm always showing them videos. I take them. I'm in my studio now, and uh, you know, and you know, I just show them the things that I'm working on and some of the things that I'm doing. And so I introduced that to them. Let me tell you something that happened uh, back last summer. It was July 25th. I woke up on July 25th, and I had Christmas on my heart. And I'm saying, yeah, Christmas in July. I think I'll do a video tonight and just speak about Christmas in July. And then I play uh, a, a video of a song that I wrote. It was a Christmas song that I wrote. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I got it set to uh, I got pictures and videos of the kids playing and just being kids set to this song called Celebrate. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I, that's what I'm going to do today. And so I woke up with Christmas on my heart and I started putting that message together. As I was putting that message together, Isaiah, which is our firstborn grandson who lives here with us, that's Josiah's brother. He comes in the room. This is what he asked me. He said, Papa, do you have any tape? And I said, yes, got some tape right there. He said, can I borrow it? I said, yeah. And I said, what you gonna do? He said, I just, I just wanna do something. I said, okay, but don't lose it, bring it back. I didn't know what he was doing. Fast forward to five o'clock that evening, okay? Before I was getting ready to do my, my live broadcast. We had just finished eating, we were sitting down and Isaiah said, Papa, uh, uh, and, and he, calls, he calls us all together. He said, I, I wanna do something. He goes into the closet. And he comes out with gifts wrapped in Christmas wrappings. Wow. And, and, and he started handing us gifts. Aww. This is on July 25th. And, and we was like astounded. He handed me a gift, his grandma a gift, his mother a gift, and his little brother, Josiah, a gift. Jade, our adopted daughter, helped him wrap the gifts. And we were just so blown away, it was so precious. And I said, well, what? I said, why, what made you do this today? He said, I just woke up this morning and I just wanted to have Christmas. <laughs> I didn't talk to him, he didn't talk to me. Wow. That was a sign. The minute he said that God spoke to me and said, Charlie, Charlie, this Christmas and the Christmases after are gonna be some of the best Christmases that you will ever have. And he's talking about all of us. Yes. This Christmas was a great Christmas in this household. But get ready for there are some Christmases to where we're really going to hear the sounds of joy. That song, Joy to the World, the Lord has come, is really going to ring out. It's going to ring out very soon for one of these Christmases that's coming up. That song is really going to begin to be exactly yeah. what it says. Joy to the world. Well, the Lord has come because there's going to be an influx of his presence. Man, we're about to see a breakout of his anointing and his presence. And this harvest is about to be reaped, guys. Wow. That was powerful. That came from little Isaiah. He woke up with the same spirit. God spoke through me and Isaiah that day. Amen. Did you share that with him? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I I put him on my broadcast that night. I couldn't. Oh, help you it. did, oh. Said, guys. Yeah, I couldn't help it. I said Isaiah didn't know what I was. Uh, uh, you know, uh, and then I asked him this. I asked him. I said, "Have you ever heard of the term Christmas in July?" He said, "No. What is that?" Oh. You know, 
Uh-huh. You've never heard of Christmas in July. You've heard of it, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've heard Christmas in July. Uh-huh. And why does the Lord choose the 25th for Isaiah to do this? Right. right. Because we celebrate Christmas on December 25th. Mm-hmm. People said Christmas in July. God chose that day to speak through my son, my grandson uh-huh. about what he is about to do with our upcoming Christmases. Well, and I, it's, you know, it was powerful. I love how um, this is like, this is so how the prophetic works in that some people would see that and experience that and go, huh, that was weird. And they would just blow it off. And the, But you leaned in, yeah. you know, you leaned in and you were like, okay, Lord, not only did I feel that impressed in my own heart, but now you're confirming it through my own grandchild. So there's something here. Mm-hmm. And so you leaned in to hear more of his heart behind it. Like, why would the the Lord care about Christmas in July? You know what I mean? Like, why would that be on the Lord's yeah. radar? Except that there was more to it. And he wanted to release a promise. He wanted to release hope. He wanted to release life. And then he also was demonstrating simultaneously that he's going to use children to partner with him, you know? And yeah. so- I just love that. That's so neat. So that's an encouragement to anybody listening. When those little odd things happen with your kids, like, I mean, I remember one day my son woke up and he comes out and he just sits in the living room. He's all sleepy faced. And he goes, Hey mom, I think God's calling me to be a missionary when I grow up. And I was like, Oh, what just happened? And he was like, I had a dream. And then he shared this dream about how he was on the missions field and his daddy was there showing him what to do and showing him how to pray for people. And people were getting healed and people were getting set free and all this stuff. And it was, and he was in like some South American country or something. And he goes, he goes, but in the dream, mom, at first daddy was helping me. And then I was an adult and I looked a lot like daddy but I knew it was me and I was doing the stuff daddy had done and I was being a missionary and I was like, wow. And so it was like, it, we have to pay attention because our children are so pure and they're hungry for the Lord. And so when those moments happen, really breathing life on those things and nurturing and encouraging their hunger, like my kids know, I do not dismiss when they say they feel like God is speaking to them. I I hold space for that. And I want to honor that because why would I take seriously God's voice to me, but then belittle or minimize God's voice to my children? The Holy Spirit speaks to all of us. And so I think we, Mm -hmm. as we, as parents, that's part of how, you know, this, this whole episode, praying your kids into their destiny. Like that's part of how we nurture that is by like what you did. You stuck your grandkid on the broadcast with you. Like, come on, buddy, Josiah, you're going to prophesy with me. Oh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love it. So to all your parents. Yeah, go ahead. Let me tell you something else since you mentioned about a dream. This is very powerful. Uh And it's, you know, I, I, I had to pray to explain Isaiah what took place. All right. All right. Um, God spoke through Prophet Kim back in 2015. Uh-huh. A word about your children will come to you. They will come to you while you are asleep, wake you up. Mama, daddy, what is this? Because this just happened. And and so he prophesied this word. Well, this, this took place back here uh, not too long ago, and you will remember this. Uh, Isaiah woke me up early. He got up at 6.30, and and he said, Papa, I had a dream. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, what was, uh, what did you dream? He said, well, 
I, I dreamt that uh, there was a knock on the door and, and I opened the door and the, a delivery person was coming. Mm. It was, you know, this lady and he, to, and what he saw was, you know, was a woman. And, uh, and so this lady was bringing um, the groceries because, you know, Sharon, you know, we ought to groceries from Costco now since she's, you know, uh, you know uh, she had uh, knee replacement surgery. And so she's not able to uh, go to the grocery store and do a lot of things. So she always from Costco. So we've had groceries delivered here before. So this is what he was, this is what he was saying. And I'm sorry, it wasn't a woman, it was a guy. Uh-huh. And uh, that was bringing the uh, the groceries at first. But then all of a sudden he said he saw this strange looking that and this is when he felt like this was a woman because this this person had long straggly hair and and uh, and he saw that person coming. And so he he tried to shut the door. The 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 the, the first person disappeared, then this witch looking person appeared. He tried to shut the door. She stuck her foot in the door to keep the door from shutting. And she grabbed him and went away with him. Mm. They woke him up. So he came straight downstairs and he told me that. Mm. All right. Two days later, a FedEx delivery driver in the Dallas-Fort Worth area was supposed to deliver a package. And instead of delivering a package, kidnapped a little girl. It was all over the news. I know if you remember this. I do. Yeah. It was all over the news. And he murdered this little girl. Isaiah saw it two days before it happened. Wow. That's what he dreamt. Wow. That's what he dreamt. And so when 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 uh that story broke, and I was like, God, I have to tell Isaiah this. Mm-hmm. I have to tell him this. Mm-hmm. And so when when uh, uh when I began to tell him this, this is I was led by the spirit. And, and I told him the whole thing, what happened with the little girl, and I said, what God is doing, Isaiah, what, it, it was nothing that you and I could do about it. He didn't tell us where this was going to take place. I don't know. I, the only way, the only reason I can give you right now how you saw that is because God is going to use you more. You're going to see things. Mm. And the more you see them and the more you act on them, the more you either going to prevent something from happening or you're going to cause something to happen mm. because God is opening up your prophetic eyes to see the plan yeah. of, of, of everything that is going on as far as what God is doing and as far as what the kingdom of hell is getting ready to do. Yeah, yeah. Because you are a ray of light. You are a ray of light. That was the prophetic word that was given to, to Isaiah when he was two years old mm. from God through prophet Ken Clement when we dedicated him to the Lord. And he, he saw it because he had another dream after that. And uh, he saw uh, these two figures and one figure he saw scared him, but the other figure didn't. And I said, God is opening up your eyes to have spiritual discernment. Mm-hmm. It's one of the gifts of the nine spirits. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not uh, the nine gifts mm-hmm. of the Lord. That's one of the gifts to be able to discern spirits. Yeah. He said it's already developing in him. It was it, it it was it was something else yeah. that he had that dream of a person that is making a delivery mm-hmm. and kidnapped him. Yeah. What he was seeing, 
was that FedEx got kidnapped in this little girl. Wow. And I, when my kids have dreams like that, we pay a lot of attention to dreams because we've seen the Lord speak so clearly in dreams. And so I, I always encourage Mm -hmm. my kids. I'm like, especially when they have a scary one and I, I teach them how to like read and discern the dream. Like, does this sound like it's from the Lord giving us a warning or does this look more like it's from the enemy trying to bring fear, you know, but I always tell my kids, I'm like, listen, you never go wrong praying. You never go wrong taking what that dream is is sharing mm-hmm. and turning it into prayer that the Lord would intervene in situations or in whatever. And so that's kind of the that that's a you know a core value in our house, even if you will. Like we pay attention to all the ways that God might speak right. for that very reason. That's powerful. You know, when he had the dream, this is what I told him. I said, Well, that's that's something that you can stand against. Yeah. You stand against that. You said no, nothing is going to to, to attack you now. This this is what I told him. But unbeknownst that this was going to happen, I think it was two days later. It may have been one day. It's, it, it just may have been the next day, but I know just a day or two later, wow. that news came out about that little girl. And, wow. and so, uh, you know, but this is what God is getting ready to do, everyone. This is what he's getting ready to do. He's doing it already with our kids. Yeah, you know? yeah so. and that's, and I feel like on, as parents, it falls on our shoulders to be very sensitive to, because, you know, we're not just raising kids to be physically competent adults. We're raising our kids to be spiritually powerful, uh, believers, you know? And so Mm -hmm. as parents and grandparents, in your case, nurturing, nurturing their gifts and nurturing and, and us discipling them through those moments and through those situations that they might grow in their gifts. Uh, like we have this book, this is a book of prophetic words. Oh, over that's good. my entire family. Oh, wow. That we have printed out. That's awesome. We have notated out. Wow. You know? That's awesome. So we have all these words. And and uh, we, we have these words. And I pray over these words all the time. And from time to time, I might present. Like, we have this word for Isaiah. That's Isaiah's word. Wow. I love that. Okay? That's a prophetic word that, that, that God spoke over Isaiah. And so we have these words here uh that that um you know that i pray every day and then from time to time i show isaiah this word. i have a word in here from josiah somewhere it's a bunch of them i, I got all kinds of print stuff in here that's so uh, i guess that goes along with your question that's a good question because we yeah. do have a, we do have this book God, of, that's of, good. of prophetic words from reputable prophets most yeah. of them from from prophet cam and from my yeah. pastor bob cathers yeah uh, that they spoke life into into my house you know, my whole family. Wow. That's so powerful. I was going to actually ask you earlier, because I know that you are so good about stewarding the prophetic words that have been released over your life and over the nation, over your family. And so you guys that are listening, couldn't see the binder, but he held up a binder. It's just a three ring uh, binder with all these prophetic words printed out in one place for his family. I think I'm going to do that because we get a lot of prophetic words and I have a lot of them recorded on my phone. But it's so great to have it in one place because when you are praying these prophetic words, you are echoing what the voice of God has already decreed. And so you are just releasing and activating angels on behalf of those situations. It's, I feel like some of the most powerful ways to pray. And so that's amazing. Okay. Hey, Dr. Charlie, thank you for coming on the show today and let the people know how they can connect with you. Yes. uh, Look, my uh, email me. Okay, so my email address is btlministries777 
at gmail.com. Perfect. Okay. Uh, and then my website is uh, just charliejordan.com, www.charliejordan.com. Perfect. So. That's amazing. Mr. Charlie, I appreciate so much you coming on here and sharing about what's been on your heart because the things the Lord is speaking to you is not just relevant to you. It's relevant to everybody. And, uh, and I really believe the Lord is doing something. I see, I feel like when we see the enemy having a particular posture or voice on something, or when I say the enemy, I mean the world, when we see the world take a specific posture or voice on something, inevitably you can count on that the kingdom of God is the opposite. And we see the right. world take a posture of children being a nuisance, just being <clears throat> cumbersome or in the way, or just a, a, you can't wait to grow them up and get them out of the house and just kind of a really dis, right. a dishonor towards children. And so we see clearly in scripture, Jesus's heart was the opposite. And so I want to encourage all of my listening mamas um, to really I know you guys get tired. I get tired. We all get tired raising kids, but that doesn't mean that the work is not crucial to eternity and crucial to the Lord's heart. And um, so I just want to encourage you guys in all of that as you're, as you're leaning into your parenting and how to uh, pray your kids into their destinies and be sensitive to what the Lord is doing. So guys, go check out Dr. Charlie, check out his website, send him an email if you wanted to connect with him any further. Um, but otherwise, Dr. Charlie, thank you for being here. And you guys make sure that you uh, are subscribed to the show. If you've come across this episode and you want to hear some more from Java with Jen, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss any episodes. And of course, don't forget to go dig back into the past episodes I had with Dr. Charlie. I'll put those in the show notes so you can kind of binge listen to a bunch of our stuff together. And uh, otherwise, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for coming today. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say, hey, it's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon, or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Also, don't miss our merch store where you can get super cool Java with Jen swag and coffee. Find it at javawithjenmerch.com. Until next time, remember, hearing God's voice is simple and he wants to be a part of your everyday life. See you next week.